Bill, do you know how many fishermen it takes to change a light bulb? Um, four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just one. Uh, just one. But you should have seen, seen the this. bulb. It was this big. <laughs> I gotta come. I'm, I'm gesturing. Are you trying gotta, to high five me? No, but I gotta oh. come back. I gotta come back. I like big bulbs and I cannot lie. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that's how my brain works. I thought, oh, that I've got something clever to say. You know, in, a, retort. a retort. Retort. I like that word. Do you like that word? Retort. Retort. That's retort. a good. You know, that's a word that doesn't get used very often. It doesn't often, get used often enough, especially in this neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Neck of the woods. Naked by the way. <laughs> Shoulder of the uh, road. You know, you and I are a little stir crazy. Leg of the bend. <laughs> uh, we're, you and I are a little stir crazy, and it's showing, obviously. You know. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. to Wacky Point yeah, Life. Absolutely. Yes, I have been. I've been inside my house by myself with two cats, two and a half cats. Can you two and a half, <laughs> two and a half cats for two and a half days? For two and a half days. So yeah, it was. It's good to get out. Yeah, it's it's. It, we're in a, in an ice storm like the rest of the country, most of the country, and you know, just happy to be out and about and and not. Have all our fingers not broken off in our ears, you know? <laughs> Christmas Eve, you know, this hap- we happen to be recording Christmas Eve, so it is. Happy Today Christmas is, Eve to everyone. Christmas December Eve 24th, gift. Yeah. 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 And I told you we're, we're doing a poem today that's really a summer poem, but that that's okay. Of course. You know? It'll put you in the summer mood for a winter, winter yeah. day. And then mm-hmm. some, come next summer, because we'll still be going strong, of I'm course. sure. Yeah. We'll do a, some kind of winter poem. Winter poem. <laughs> a juxtaposition of seasons. There we go. There we go. You're into the words. I am. Retorting juxtapositions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that into you know some sort of a context here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at episode 61. My goodness. Wacky Poem Live. Yeah. Uh, here we're coming to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. I'm Sean. I am Bill. And we take a poem that someone has written in the museum and left for others to read and to engage with, and we just talk about it and other things. We talk things. about it. Yeah. We do. You know, we're going to chew the cut of this poem. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see where I'm going with that here shortly. Yeah, it is a poem about fish, but there are cows. Moo oh, you're right. In here too. You're right. What? You weren't even thinking of that? Well, I, I was. I, I lost the fish, and I was thinking of the cows. I'm like, wait, isn't there a cow in here somewhere? You're okay. We need, I got my, it. we need my grand girl Kate here. She does a really good moo cow. Oh, yeah. She can call them up. She she gets into yeah the moo, yeah. Good deal. But uh, I'm not sure she does a fish. <laughs> fish are hard. Fish fish are hard. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really sure. You, you, I don't know. Do, I can't. do a fish, Bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to, I've got a gesture. You know? He's doing the gills or something over there. With his... You know, it's funny. To have, we should have kids do do imitate a fish. See yeah. what they do. Yeah, you know, that would be fun. I'm going to ask them when I see them tomorrow. When I see Claire and Kate tomorrow, show me your best fish. Yeah, do do a fish sound. What do you know? We'll see. We'll see what they come up with. Yeah, maybe I'll record it. <laughs> You know, I, I did – speaking of that, somebody um, posted on this storytelling group that, that I'm a part of. Uh, they were just wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. And they also said, with your with your family, whoever you're with tomorrow, and you're probably going to tell a few stories, record one of those stories, mm-hmm. you know, and just just to have it. 
just to keep yeah, it. Yeah, because you know. there'll come a time when you, you will say, man, I wish I would have gotten that on recorded that and in, yeah. in, in the person's voice. And yeah. The, and the thing is, we're always saying we're going to do this. Eventually, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, one day I'm going to. And then it's too late. The a time lot is of the gone. Time, the time yeah. is gone. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what this poem is about, actually, uh, too, is just doing the things now that you continually think about. And instead of, you know, delaying it because someday. And you know what I like about this poem? This was poem, This was written a little over a week ago. Yeah. yeah here. It's, very, it's our most recent it's one. It's very recent. So this is this, is this uh, woman's uh, recent memory. Uh, not Maybe not recent, but a recent uh, recollection of this event mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And it's written. And... <laughs> And you were <laughs> the door to our little recording studio just popped open. That's kind of scary. Oh, let me take <laughs> but care. I of don't that. think anybody's okay. there. But okay, it just popped open. You probably didn't close it all the way. Okay, that, well, we're going to go with that. <laughs> we're going to see a little mouse pop under the door here. <laughs> probably. Um, so we have in the um, our our newest exhibit that's been up for a few months is fifteen tip fifteen themes in poetry, and one of the themes is memory. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about a poem that's in the memory uh, section earlier. Mm-hmm. Right, we did. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're scaring me. The you're door is freaking me out. <laughs> you're looking at me. I, I'm, I'm going to take care of that real quickly. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so there's a an exhibit in um, in this theme. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> And I'm back. It's I'm gone. Back. It's gone. I heard it click shut. Anyway, one of the themes, that's the word I couldn't. One of the themes is memory. And the uh, activity that we have there, there's this whole wall of styrofoam heads. And we encourage people to take one of those heads and write a memory, small or large, that will always be a part of your life and you want to retain it. And so write about it on one of the heads for others to see because mm-hmm. memory is a vital part of what connects us and makes us human and, you know. And a- another thing that's poignant for myself and a lot of people that I know and, and care about is um, we've had – a lot of us have had family members who have had illnesses where cognitive decline where they've lost their memory. Mm-hmm. My, um, I, I lost uh, my older brother to, uh, to vascular dementia, and I saw the slow erasing – of memory, mm-hmm. which is one of the most cruel things I've ever yeah. seen in life, yeah. is, is the way that just takes away the memory and the, uh, the value of um, not not value, but the I value memory, and I, I saw his decline and and how much he lost, and it was it was rough, mm-hmm. and it happens to so many people. Yeah, because there's a there's a real added richness to your life when you have. The memory absolutely and i'm saying that now because the last two days where i've been sitting in my house by myself with two and a half mm-hmm. cats and so <laughs> there is a lot you know i did a lot i did a lot of there's things, a lot of thinking time also a lot of thinking right. time and and remembering things and yeah yeah and there's something about you know I, I it's fun to watch tv occasionally and this and that but you know when you have a falling snow and maybe a fire and uh, cats on your lap two and a half cats <laughs> it's fun to look out and remember yeah. And recall, mm-hmm. and smile, and laugh, and chuckle, and have poignant thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Early morning, early, early morning coffee time. I call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And even you know, if you're sitting there and you feel snowed in, there's also that sense of if you've looked at the weather report, or you just know 
this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. You know, this is go ahead and just sink into the moment and be present. It's this too shall pass. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Or yeah. in as in the old English, thus overrode this is what I'm at. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's the only thing I remember from okay. my old English class. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. That has passed and so shall that, this. That has passed and so shall. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, everything does pass. Yeah. Oh, I lied. I do remember one other line. Uton, eton, drink on, and ye was fully on. That sounds like a, a, a Def Leppard mm -hmm. intro. <laughs> <laughs> Let us eat, drink, and be merry. I, I Make wonder, wistful. Yes. I, that could ye be. Ye was it. fully on. I yeah. wonder. I wonder. Well, I think I shall read this beautiful Please poem, read because, this poem. I, because I've been practicing it. Yeah. Oh, good. So this mm -hmm. one was, like I said, this one was written on one of the our little styrofoam heads. It was just last week this woman uh, visited us. Yeah. The fish are biting today. Dad said, Grandpa said, you can always tell when the fish are biting by whether the cows are grazing. As we drove down 44, his 84-year-old wrinkled face staring out the window, I think of how many more times I'll get to hear him say, looks like the fish are biting today. I have a special fondness for poems that begin and end the same way, you know. Yes. <laughs> if it works, a, you know, if it works, it really works, and it does here. It does. Yeah. It's a nice circle. Mm -hmm. Nice circle. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I like that, that that's the way that you start. Just start with the idea, the fish are biting today. Mm -hmm. And then we learn, okay, this is something her dad because we want to know, how do you know the fish are biting mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you what, how yeah. I know. Yeah. And then to repeat it as your last line, it makes mean like, so much more there at the end. Because you go, oh, yeah. oh, I, I see, yeah. I see. This is something yes. that her father says that she remembers or, um, well, both her and her grandfather, right, mm -hmm. have said yes. it. And uh, so that's something that, that sticks with her there at the end and makes her ponder. Yeah. How, how many more times am I going to hear it? She she learned it. Her dad learned it mm -hmm. from his father. So it's generational, mm -hmm. passed down. This poem really reminds me of my dad. Well, I was my thinking <laughs> I, because you and your dad, you know, you, uh, he he he'll notice something uh, uh, <laughs> driving his golf cart or whatever on the property, and he'll point something out to you. Maybe you haven't noticed, or or or, or a uh, an old saying, an old phrase, and mm -hmm. it's now you have that in your repertoire mm -hmm. to give to to your son Luke and to your grandgirls and. It's a richness. It is. Yeah. He's 87 years old, you know, so. He's a youngster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I kind of think sometimes the same things, you know, how much longer I'm, I'm going to get him here, here mm -hmm. and tell the story. And you know what? When we get together and we get together often, he still will come up with a story I haven't heard. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was really surprised not too long ago he told this story about getting dented in the head by a donkey when he was little. I'm like, Dad, so, I've never heard that story. I love that. <laughs> He's got a donkey you didn't in get, his head. You didn't injure yourself but with an animal. You got dented in the head by a donkey. <laughs> right. Three Ds. Dent. No, well, two Ds. He's got dent a donkey by a donkey. Dent. Yeah. yeah. Donkey dent. He yeah. has some, you know, he has one of one of the things he says about when it's raining real hard, you know, it's like like a, a cow pissing on a flat rock. That's, that's one. <laughs> he says, and I haven't had a chance since we in the last week, though, to ask him because I forgot the when I saw him a few days ago. I was going to ask him about this, about the cows are grazing. So that means the fish are biting. That's what she says in her poem. Mm -hmm. Did you look that up? I did not. No. Well, I sort of did because I forgot to ask Dad. Okay. And... Um, 
It, it is true that, that fishermen will say um, if they're standing, the fish are biting. If they're lying down, the fish aren't. I, you know, I've heard similar. Mm-hmm. I've heard similar about I've heard if the wind is from the south, it blows the bait right in the fish's mouth. Now, that's what I thought, you know, I think maybe just people, I've heard that when I was a kid, you know. Speaking of rain, I've heard of a, a, a toad flirter or a turd floater when it rains hard. That's hard because I guess I it, you just I, said turd floater. I did because in the pastures, you know, you have your cow patties. And when it rains oh. real hard, when it rains hard, we have a, we have a rising, a rising of the patties. It's not a toad strangler. Uh, and, right, and uh, and ca- the how rising do you, of the patties. How do you, <laughs> that sounds like a cow a cowboy poet's. You know, it, it, it relates a, to a poem. A, the rising of the patties occurred. It relates, on the plains. It relates to our cows in the field. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how you strangle a toad because their little necks are so tiny. You know. Okay. Well, I found something that said. Um, some people do believe that fish and li- livestock are subject to the same behavioral influences. So an active fish or animal is likely to be feeding or on the prowl for food. So a cow's not going to feed while it's lying on its side in a pasture. Um, and likewise, a fish at rest isn't likely to pursue bait. Did any of that make sense? It did make sense. Uh, right. Biologically, <laughs> that makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. I cannot. Well, can, explain, can, explain what I just said, Bill. You, how would a cow, how would a cow begin saying. to graze laying on its side? <laughs> it can't. It has to be standing up, you know, uh, to get – a cow has two stomachs from what I understand. They have to ruminate. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fish, uh, that made sense to me too because I was a young naturalist at one point. So, <laughs> Don't ask me to, to but it, you, what you said made sense to me. I've so. always, I've always admired fishermen, Bill. Have you? Yeah, they're real men. Real. R e e l. Well, um, I have, I have found out why I'm having trouble with my memory recently. Okay. I've been drinking milk from, from forgetful cows, and you know what they call it? Milk of amnesia. <laughs> and I, and I totally butchered that joke. Another, another. another <laughs> you butchered. <laughs> oh, my goodness! That's funny. Sometimes the mangling of a joke is funnier than actually the joke itself. You know, <laughs> milk of amnesia. Not a good thing to drink. No, I would not do that. Mm-mm. I no. looked up the Farmer's Al- Almanac fishing calendar. And, and, you know, it's based on the phases of the moon. Farmer's Almanac is all into the phases mm-hmm. of the moon. And the zodiac sign, the moon's in. And a lot of other things, local conditions, tides, weather, blah, blah, blah. All those things will affect your fishing experience. Well, what's today, the 24th? It said that our the, the fishing is poor today. And poor means, the rating of poor means... Basically, the fish will either steal all your bait or will not even touch your line. Ooh, that That's is a poor, poor day. Means. That is a yeah. poor fishing day. Now, tomorrow, mm-hmm. Christmas Day, it's fair. Mm-hmm. And fair means you may catch one or two fish, but you will have to work hard to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, on the 26th, it's good. And good means you will catch enough fish to feel gratified. 
Well, that's a good day. Yeah, and none of the, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, the 27th is the best. 27th, the best means you will catch something almost every time you cast your line in the water. Wow. That's kind of hard to believe on December 27th. Well, they, the weather is supposed to warm up. That ice is going to melt off the off off the water. Maybe. I know, but here I also looked at the Oklahoma Wildlife <clears throat> Department report, and they said that the fishing in Oklahoma is good. It couldn't be good year round, but the peak time is March to June. That's when the sand bass are spawning. That's is that what it is? I, I just made that up. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of boats behind my house at that time. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> well, I did. I, well, I did copy something down because maybe you, you've got boats and you got fish around your your house. Maybe you know what this means. But okay. um, it's it said um, th- this was the Grand Lake report. There wasn't a Lake Hudson report. Interesting. Whoever it is, it's supposed to be making reports for you Lake get on Hudson. The ball. Get yeah, on the ball. It right. went in there, so I had to do the Grand Lake one. Okay. And it said that the elevation is normal. The water temperature was forty eight degrees. And stained. Ooh, stained water. Stained with what? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, yeah. Who's staining the water? Yeah. It also said the crappie, white fair on hair jigs. Mm-hmm. That means, I guess, the white crappie, which is a species it's... of crossbee, cro- crossbee are, are, <laughs> are biting. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing white, white Christmas. White crappie. I'm dreaming of a white crappie. Dreaming. <laughs> Of a white <laughs> crappie. I just knew that was coming. Talk about stepping into the cow. I stepped right in that cow patty. Let me Did tell you. you hear that? That was my fish. That was a good fish. Was that it? That, that is. I've heard fish. I've heard fish do something. <laughs> Catfish will kind of make that kind of a noise. That is really creepy. I'm going to find that. When, when they're out of the water, and when they're out of the, they, they kind of talk it. Um, ask your da- ask ask your dad. Ask your dad whether catfish talk when you catch them. Remember this. Amos will know. You know what he'll say? Tutti frutti. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he used to say when I would ask him things. He'll say, What are you drinking drinking in their podcast? Oh, yeah. Tutti frutti. Tutti frutti. He would also say, This is is a tad bit profane. (laughs) I would say, Dad, what are you going to do today? He said, I don't know. Just go shit in the sink, I guess. That's a low production day, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> well, there's a, that, that's new to me, okay. you know. That's new to me. You can ask him when you see him tomorrow. That means we just don't have big plans. You, you can ask him, okay. say, Amos, uh, what are you going to do today? See what he says. Okay. All right. All right. That's going to be funny. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard him say that line in a long time. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. He, maybe he doesn't say it anymore. What's but. scary is someone probably has done that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bill, but I, you, Bill, you know how you talk to a fish? Um, I I think very, uh, probably slowly. And you drop it a line. Drop it a line. <laughs> drop a line. <laughs> a, a line with bubbles and, and and okay, okay, I got it. <sighs> okay, but but this poem. <laughs> Back to the poem. I know we're here. We go. Back to the poem. Well, it brings up memories. You know, we're talking about uh, my dad a lot and the and things he used to say. And I, I, I do like still driving somewhere with him in the in the car, or the truck, because he'll always point out something, you know, along mm-hmm. the the road, and 
He always has, to, just like a kid, he always has to talk about the cows mm-hmm. and point out, you know, well, you something and I the spoke, cows are doing. A while back, you and I spoke about when we were driving, we tend to, I'll watch uh, pastures or uh, areas of, of land and I'll look for cows. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting mm-hmm. to, to look for them, <laughs> except for that area in Amarillo, which is sad. We won't talk about that. But um, it is, and, and I, what I find is that some oftentimes these these um, little words of wisdom have merit. My family has said, I've heard this is, since I was a, a little boy, if the sun is shining and it's raining, it'll be raining the same time tomorrow. And mm. I thought, oh, you know, mm. that can't be true. Let me tell you, that has been true more often than not Really, for me. Are you and keeping it, a record of that? I'm not keeping statistical records, but <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, let, let's say that there's, there's a shower, and, and of course the sun is shining, and you have a rain shower here and there. They say it's going to rain the same time. To, it's I've had it happen time and time again, and it's sort of interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah. Then well, I had I had an uncle who said, no matter where you go, there's a crow, and I'll be I'll be in a you know, and, and I I'll, I think it's because the birds are so widespread, but you'll hear them. <laughs> there's one in the room now, as a matter of fact, when the door opened, it snuck in. But maybe it, we want them to be true, and we look for that. You know, but uh, the Farmer's well, Almanac is widely revered. Well, we know, Sean. I think, Bill, we know that the natural world is so incredibly superior to us. Well, true. That what we try to do is find some sort of meaning or relevance or way of explaining things that can't really sometimes be explained. Because mm-hmm. then we feel like we have some sort of power mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of making sense, of rationalizing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you didn't catch any fish. Well, you know why? Cows are on <laughs> their the sides. Because the moon is new. The moon is new. Or, you know, that tree fell on that road. The turds Some... aren't floating correctly. <laughs> so, right. Something, something went wrong. You know, you're not holding your mouth right. You know, I've heard that, too. Yes. Aren't biting. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is um, – it is dark out there right now we're we're in the new moon mm-hmm. right now zero absolute zero percent zero percent illumination i noticed it was just a tiny sliver of a couple three days ago just yeah, a little it's list. new yeah it's new now and um i'm not sure what that has to do about fishing well there's maybe something to do with the solstice times uh, affecting uh fishing or hunting you know it could be I've always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed for some reason winter solstice, solstice week. You know, my, my dad was always very keenly aware of the longest day of the year in June, shortest day of the year in December. The solstices. Did it feel short to you? It didn't feel that short to me. me if it, it, it felt like it was a, a typical day, but I, I've always liked the woods in the in winter. Mm-hmm. I like feeding. I like filling the bird feeders and looking on the snow and seeing what critters have been around. Because, man, you can see deer and fox and bird. and I thought you said you like licking on the snow. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. Especially, you know, after, after the dogs have been in front of me. You know you know, how that, you know that one song, Watch Out Where the Huskies Go, Don't You yeah. Eat That Yellow Snow? Yeah, Frank Zappa. Okay. Isn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. So this poem automatically makes me think of a poem that I just love. It, we used to, in the first incarnation of the museum, when it was in the little red shed that used to be my dad's machine shop, we had from a, a high school student, she was a student of my sister Roxanne's, who had made this giant poster fish. And all over the fish, she had put things that, had to come, that came from this poem. 
And so it was kind of just like a visual representation of this poem. And it's called The Fish by Elizabeth okay. Bishop. And I'd like to read it. It's okay. a little bit long, but uh, it's a wonderful poem. The Fish. I caught a tremendous fish and held him beside the boat, half out of water, with my hook fast in a corner of his mouth. He didn't fight. He hadn't fought at all. He hung a grunting weight, battered and venerable and homely. Here and there, his brown skin hung in strips like ancient wallpaper, and its pattern of darker brown was like wallpaper, shapes like full-blown roses stained and lost through age. He was speckled with barnacles, fine rosettes of lime, and infested with tiny white sea lice, and underneath two or three rags of green weed hung down. While his gills were breathing in the terrible oxygen, the frightening gills, fresh and crisp with blood that can cut so badly. I thought of the coarse white flesh packed in like feathers, the big bones and the little bones, the dramatic reds and blacks of his shiny entrails and the pink swim bladder like a big peony. I looked into his eyes, which were far larger than mine, but shallower and yellowed, the irises backed and packed with tarnished tinfoil seen through the lenses of old scratched isinglass. They shifted a little, but not to return my stare. It was more like the tipping of an object toward the light. I admired his sullen face, the mechanism of his jaw, and then I saw that from his lower lip, if you could call it a lip, grim, wet, and weapon-like, hung five old pieces of fish line, or four and a wire leader with the swivel still attached, with all their five big hooks grown firmly in his mouth. A green line frayed at the end where he broke it, two heavier lines and a fine black thread still crimped from the strain and snap when it broke and he got away. Like metals with their ribbons frayed and wavering, a five-haired beard of wisdom trailing from his aching jaw. I stared and stared, and victory filled up the little rented boat from the pool of bilge where oil had spread a rainbow around the rusted engine to the baler rusted orange, the sun-cracked thwarts, the oarlocks on their strings, the gunnels, until everything was rainbow, 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 and I let the fish go. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> You, know, I thought you were he, tense, weren't he, you? Well, he survived all of this. <laughs> I know. What a noble fish. Yeah. You know, and it's like, don't be the one that takes him, no. you know? Yeah. No. What a visual feast. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I love that yeah. poem. From the boat to the fish to the to the, to the crimson red gills. You know how they, you know how they look like? Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't think of what they look like. You know, just rich. Weapon-like. Weapon-like because yeah. they will slice you. Yeah. And yeah. they're rich with oxygen. That, yeah. Red, red, crimson, dark red. Yeah, or yeah. her um, simile was like a big peony. Yeah, big peony. <laughs> I've always loved fish. I've always loved swimming in the creeks and, and looking at the colorful minnows and being able to look down and seeing what's on the bottom, lifting up a rock <clears throat> and finding a little, one of those little sucker fish or a, or a snake or something. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that. Mm -hmm. Did you know that it, it's, a, it's a Native American? I don't know if it's particular to Cherokee, but it's a Native American um, thing that if you to swallow minnows whole, it's good luck. 
Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had I didn't I've never swallowed them in a hole. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to start that. Yeah, yeah. But this, um, it's just I've always loved this poem. I always like sharing it with students because it was a wonderful way. For them, I mean, they would be interested because it's about a fish and about fishing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you immediately got them with the subject matter. And it's just a great way to explain how imagery mm-hmm. is so important to uh, present an idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything in this poem is about the imagery of it, the similes and the metaphors, and how they build on one another in a suspenseful way. It's a narrative poem, too. Mm-hmm. And so you're wondering what the climactic point is going to be and how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I just find it interesting that it's so visually um, remarkable. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's any personal experience intermingled in this poem. I don't know. I've never <clears throat> I've never read anything about her, uh, her reason for writing the poem or anything behind it. Um, and so so I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's um, – she in her day, she, she was – you know, one of the most respected modern poets um, who had ever lived. And I'm not sure she's read as much today, but she's awesome. Elizabeth Bishop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look her up if yeah. you haven't. Well, her, her her writing reminds me of my favorite author, Edwin Waitiel, and the way he absolutely treasured and valued the natural world. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is. oh, my goodness, it's one of the most noble things I've ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. Bill, do you know what, a co- what you call a fish with no eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, bumper carp. Bumper carp. <laughs> there's no what eye. What are you doing? There's no eye. <laughs> I just like I just got it. I thought you were making fun of my response. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did I spit on you? No. Even if you did, it would have been worth it. But no, you didn't. No, that is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, Talking about taking me down. You took me down a peg. Yeah. You know what? If I, I got some advice for you, too. If you do like to go fishing and you happen to go out sometime and you have not gotten your license, if you get caught, you know, and the game warden comes up to you and, you know, says, Mm-hmm. Are you fishing? Where's your license? Oh, oh, I'm not fishing. You could just say, I'm teaching these worms how to swim. <laughs> Jump, little worm. Jump. I need to resuscitate this one. He's kind of, he's not doing too well, I notice. Do you think that would work? Uh, it With depends. The game yeah, it depends pro- on the game warden. It's, a, it? it's got a 2% chance. <laughs> 2%. <laughs> You're basing that on, on some research that you've yeah, done. Right. With your cow right. patties and your floating turds. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's we call that an. Uh, my mother's name was Opal, and that's an Opalism. Opalism, yeah. Oh, oh. That, well, that's like my Amosisms, Am- like Dad. So Amosisms. Do you call them Amosisms? Yes. I call my I call my mother Opalisms. <laughs> that's an Opalism. Yeah. Another Opalism is Christmas Eve gift. We at uh, Christmas Eve, everyone says Christmas Eve. The first person to say Christmas Eve gift. One ups you, and you're supposed to get give them a gift. Really, we never got anyone a gift. But <laughs> if you if you got one in and said Christmas Eve gift before they got you, it's a, I guess it's a token of I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it's a southern <laughs> tradition. 
Southern Christmas Eve gift. I yep. just realized, did you say the name of the woman who wrote this? I did not. Her name, Megan Milligan. Yes, but uh, she did sign it. A lot of times when people leave things in the museum, yeah. they leave them anonymous, uh, but, but sometimes people sign them too. Yeah. And yeah, she was a, a visitor here about a week ago, spent some time in here, enjoyed it. And we hope you all will come and enjoy it too. And if Megan is if listening, you're in the area. certainly. And if Megan is listening, I want I wanted to to say how impressed and touched I was that this woman has learned the value of of um, knowing what is most valuable in life, which is time with someone. Yeah. And time is something you cannot buy. And time is something she realizes that is fleeting, and she values that tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that is going to give her immeasurable, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know. Uh, experiences in life so i just think that's excellent wonderful. And she's talking about her father and her grandfather but it doesn't have to be a family member you know if you oh, don't certainly. have family members that are close certainly it, it's anybody who you feel a special connection to and you want to remember them and you want to remember some of the stories they've told and you want to remember their opalisms and their amosisms, amosisms. and yeah. uh so so write them down like she did here mm-hmm. on this head here in the museum mm-hmm. because her writing that down is going to help her remember it. Now everybody who comes in the museum and sees it, everybody who's listening right now, you think about that. Mm-hmm. You think about those things that there's this is not anything incredibly unique no. about this, yeah. you know, but it it's a connection. It's a it's a feeling of, you know, just just honoring are um, in this example, our roots. Her connection to her grandfather and her father mm-hmm. is what connected us to her. Mm-hmm. So there are lines of connection, and I think if she knew, and maybe she will, I hope she does, that we are talking about her poem today mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I hope it brings a smile to her face yeah. to say, you know, this was in, this was special enough to them that they wanted to speak about this. Right, and if you all are listening to us somewhere not on our website, please go over there because wackypoemlife.com. If you go over there, you will see the photographs of the actual head that she wrote the poem on. And then I'll, there's also a photograph of the whole wall of heads. It's the head mm-hmm. wall. Head wall, right. <laughs> it's right. the memory wall mm-hmm. and also the prompt. Because, you know, we've never said it before, but there are, and I, and I mentioned while ago, if you're in the area, come to the museum. You know what? Even if you're not in the freaking area, get on a plane and come here. <laughs> uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right. You can get, you can get here. You can get yeah. here. Get here if you come can. Come here and visit. Yep. But if you absolutely cannot come here and visit, then um, you know, just send us send us a poem. You can see absolutely. the prompt. Absolutely. You can see the prompt right. on our website, wackypoemlift.com. Mm-hmm. And so you can com- come in on there, or you can send us an mm-hmm. actual poem, wackypoemlife at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Feel free. Mm-hmm. Let your creative juices flow. Send them. Send them our way. All right. Yeah. All right. That's that's it. That's episode that sixty-one, it? Bill. Is that it? Six-one, sixty-one. <laughs> yeah. we, look, we look good for sixty-one. I think next week will be sixty-two. 62. The year I was born. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Was that the year you were born too? Wasn't it sixty-two? Closish. I was oh. born sixty-three. Sixty-three. I, sixty-three. I keep trying to make you the same age as well, me. I am the same age, basically. <laughs> You know, yeah. You know, once you get our age, we're kind of like we're there. It's a grouping. Thank you. It's a grouping. Grouper, grouper, fish. (laughs) Groupies. 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 Grouper. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any groupies. We need some groupies. We need some groupies. I had some groupies, but I lost them. I have a request for groupies out there. Okay. Okay. All right. Just saying.
Thank you, Megan. Yes, thanks, Thank Megan. you, everyone listening. Yeah. Please share. Please leave us a review on the Apple Podcast. That's the best place for you to, to leave a review. We certainly appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. And Christmas Eve gift, everyone. Yes. Thank you.